Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 125. On tonight's episode, we are going to review Pink Floyd's Animals, the 2018 remix. That's right, 2018 remix released in 2022. That's how this band does it. We are going to talk about some super cool song lyrics, and um, we're going to jump into... Um, I guess briefly at the end, a little She-Hulk conversation, but we're also going to hit Ozzy Osbourne and, uh, it's going to be a great show. And I just, I'm beside myself because, um, one of the crew is back. And, uh, first of all, we're going to bring back Metalhead Monday so we can bring back the bags. Here we go. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. There he is, everybody. Hey, in horrifying high definition. Look at that. He's got a new <laughs> camera. He's looking all good over there. I, Sorry, I guys. Gonna tune in now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're going to, the viewership just went up because Metalhead is now in high def. <laughs> well, and, let's uh, hope so. <laughs> well, I think tonight's really a big deal because um, the man is back. T-Bags himself is back in the house. So let's bring him out. T-Bags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. Is it is it okay to laugh at your own intro? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I haven't heard it for a while either, but good to see you guys. What's up, man? Not much. Glad to have I, you back. Oh. I would think less of you if you didn't laugh at that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> my my only request yeah, it, to the intro is uh, the nasty on the tea bag label. <laughs> Maybe we can change it to T E A at the end, oh. <laughs> and we can brand well. it so. Well, sir, when you're making your own videos, you just do that then. Sounds good. I'm putting you in charge of the Joe Rife intro when we ever get Joe back on the show. Okay. Sounds good. So, all right. Well, we got a, a, a Facebook user says, happy late birthday to Metalhead. I have happy a birth- decent idea who that might be, so thank you. I appreciate too. it. She's going to speak up later, too, because <laughs> I have something for her. So, anywho. Um, oh, we also got a Laffy Face for the Teabags theme song. Love it. So um, before we get started tonight, I guess I should say that tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. The good folks at 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. So happy to have that sponsor on board. Uh, Gentlemen, are you ready? Absolutely. This is uh, last week I failed miserably in the Lester Bangs inspired challenge. Um, Monday fooled me again. He went four for four. <laughs> so um, tonight we're going to do a, a, an album review. Just a simple one. Last week I did four and he had to pick them all out. And he no. did. He nailed them. Last week was the Smashing Pumpkins one. The week before was the. Oh, was four. it two weeks ago? Yeah. I, w- I was looking at my handwritten notes here and I had your answers down. So yeah, it threw me off. Last yeah, week well, was Smashing Pumpkins, which I only got really because you gave me a couple of, a couple of good hints. 
So he still got it. He cheats, I swear. <laughs> I think you can see my computer. Can you see it over here? Can you see it in my uh, glasses? No, no. But you can read my notes now, probably. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, are you guys ready? This is exciting. I do have to pull out a few words um, that will tip it off. But here we go. This review is old. I'm not going to say how old because it'll give it away. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. It's no use. Like all of this band's records, this one absorbs like a sponge, but you can still hear the gooey screams of listeners who put up a fight. What's the problem? For starters, this instrument that warmed up a previous record had been replaced by a succession of guitar solos. Thin, brittle, and sorry substitutes indeed. The singing is more wooden than ever. The sound is more complex, but it lacks real depth. There's nothing to have matched the incredible intro on the previous record. Oh, let's see. I need to skip that part because that would definitely give it away. Um, somehow you get the impression that this band is being metamorphosed into a noodle factory. What you got, y'all? Huh. I will have a clue if you can't figure it out. A noodle factory. So that tells me, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what they were doing before, but they obviously shifted into being more guitar based with more solos. That's mm -hmm. the noodle factory part. And it's old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a, according to this review, they have a catalog prior mm -hmm. so yep yep huh. well i don't know i when you first started talking about instruments being replaced my and it's old and whatever my first thought was jethro tull mm. but i don't think that's it <laughs> no that is not it not the a, more you guess. talk the more you talk the more you talk me out of that <laughs> but, huh i'm stumped you just want to take a stab, Tony, before I give you the, the line that will give it away? Um, not really. I mean, it throws me off that it's somebody that worked their way into guitar solos. I can think of a ton of bands that have them. but mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think this particular record is heavy with guitar solos. Okay. So... Here's the line that will give it away, both of you. It'll be a race to see who jumps in first. Okay. Um, the sound is more complex, but it lacks real depth. There's nothing to match the incredible intro to this record, which its hypnotic chorus of cash registers recalling the mechanical doom that was Fritz yeah. Lang's vision in Metropolis. So, I mean, it's Pink Floyd, mm -hmm. but... I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't go deep enough on them to know which record yeah. is which and what I, I'm I'm assuming they're talking about maybe Sid being replaced. Yeah. No. Well, nope. no. I mean, more more guitar solos with David Gilmore, of course. Correct. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, they came from a really weird background when you go back to like, mm -hmm. you know, the beginning. That's what they're I'm saying. Like they were pretty trippy to begin with, yeah. right? Yeah, poppy, then trippy, then found whatever sound they have now. Yeah. Well, I think if you think about a song like Pigs that's really long, has yeah. lots of guitar solos. Yes. 
So it is referring to animals. So I did that on purpose because we're doing animals tonight. That right. was great. Um, yeah. And there, you know, there, it's not a long record. I mean, only five songs, but you do have a 17 minute song, an 11, and, 10, yeah, I think. So 11 minute yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> I think and that's um, what I love is a lot 11 and 17 minute songs are right right up my alley. That's right. And it <laughs> removed the saxophone okay. that was so prominent prior to and then replaced with the guitar solos. And for me, when we yeah. talk about the record a little bit, the guitar solos is kind of a big thing in this remix, I think. Yeah, I don't go deep enough on them to even know the saxophone thing. So <laughs> I would never have gotten that. <laughs> Mark it down, everybody. We got Monday. Yeah. Well, next, Pink Floyd, that's that's a blind spot for me. <laughs> next week I'm doing Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> the second blind spot. Anyway, that was fun. That was a good one. All right. So, uh, Monday, I'm going to let you make the call. Do you want to talk about Ozzy or you want to talk about song lyrics? Um, I, we can do Ozzy because I think it'll be quick. And that's something that's carried over from last episode. You know, we reviewed mm -hmm. the his new album patient number nine last week. So we talked about that in depth and then we kind of got off on a conversation about how he still sounds amazing at, in 2022 at the age of 73, 73, 72, 72, 72 I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. So we were and I, I think I said something about, I mean, you go back and listen to his old stuff and listen to his new stuff and his voice sounds exactly the same. And there's not a lot of singers that are like that. So then you decided we should, you know, test that theory. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's a pretty simple one, actually. We're going to dig into the some of the lyrics as well. But as yes. Lundy pointed out, he didn't write everything on every record. So that's kind of difficult as well. And I think thematically it stayed in tune with a lot of the old stuff. So if we're going yeah. on theme, I think it does pretty much match up. Mm -hmm. I think the, the only difference or the thing we need to talk about is probably his voice. Mm -hmm. So T-Bags, did you have a chance to listen to all of Patient Number 9 or enough to get a feel? No, I listened to some of it, but I, I haven't been through it. So I don't I want to just guess here. Well, uh, we I mean, we covered that in depth last time, and we're really just mostly kind of talking about Ozzy in general. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing I would say is you could play an Ozzy track if I didn't know chronologically where things fell. And I would, one, at least know it's Ozzy. That's, you know, so he hasn't changed that much. And I, I don't know that I could place it as being, oh, that sounds like something from two years ago versus 20. Right. Yeah. So, in my little experience, I would say he's he's for me as an un, untrained ear to Ozzy in some ways. Uh, I think it he still stands out and, and has his own sound. There's a few things that I mean, sort of give the age away. I, I mean, I I am enough of an Ozzy fanatic that I I pretty much know if I hear a song like I know what album it's from, who's playing guitar, all that stuff. So roughly right. what year not exactly maybe but a couple of the did we lose him we lost him it's a cliffhanger <laughs> what <laughs> spit it out monday what uh -oh. is it i'm gonna get a text in a minute rebooting <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh well, well um what do you think? Go ahead with yours. 
I was going to say, I'll, I'll hit that and then he can come back to it. So yeah. when we reviewed the record, we both felt like it was spot on Ozzy. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I don't know. My computer just decided to randomly kick me off the internet. So sweet. hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen again. But anyway, <laughs> should I just continue? Nope. Get going. Where else? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, he's okay. stuck again. Oh, there he is. No. <laughs> so the big the big things is going all the way back to Blizzard of Oz. Um, it, it's uh, he doubled his vocals. So uh, that that was a trick that a production trick where they kind of you sing the line and then you sing it again exactly the same and they put those two tracks on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just a way to kind of build up the vocals, make it sound a little stronger, a little, you know, I don't know, more full. (laughs) And everybody did it. Everybody has done it, you know, at some point. Um, That kind of went away more over time as the production technology got better. You didn't need that as much. The microphones, the, the boards, everything worked together to kind of make that sound without having to double the vocals. Um, Famous example of that is uh, when Bob Rock got with Metallica to do the Black Album. That was the first album that they did where James didn't double his vocals. Hmm. So they still sound amazing. So just a production stuff. Um, Ozzy still uses that every once in a while, but it's mostly for, it's more for like a harmony situation, like harmonizing with himself, not necessarily doubling it for the full sound. So that's one of the huge differences for me. Like I, you know, I, I can hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys notice anything you, like that. Are you that. talking about the fullness is what you feel like is lacking now compared to the past? No, I don't think it's lacking at all. It's just the production has gotten better. So he doesn't have to do that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so production and technology aside, like if you were to isolate his vocals, how would you think he would hold up? Oh, he hasn't. I don't think he's lost a step at all. I mean, he still yeah. sounds amazing. Even live when, when mm-hmm. we saw him, Steve and I both went to the same show and i I mean, he sounded incredible. Yeah, That's he great. absolutely did. The, <clears throat> the one thing that I think is the biggest difference is range. He is nearly always at the high level on this new record. And if you go back and listen, there's a lot more times where he's lower in register. It's like, yeah, um, even on the ballads, he, he has some deeper tones to his voice than now, which is all pretty much up here. But as far as like keeping up the flow of the song and the phrasing and all of that, it's still totally on point. Sounds like Ozzy. It's great. Yeah. Hasn't lost a step. I just wonder if the aging process has left it where he can't sing effectively in a lower register now there was uh we mentioned one song i don't remember what it was off the top of my head without digging through my notes but um there was one song on patient number nine that i pointed out like it really showed his range Mm -hmm. so i feel like he can probably still do that but Mm -hmm. maybe he can't do it that much or he just chooses not to i don't know for whatever reason but 
I think it's still there, but I don't, you know, maybe, maybe that wears him out or affects his voice quality more now. Yeah. I don't know. Could yeah, be a I number know. of things. The only other thing I could touch on maybe is the fact that in the past, when it, in his flow, he could maybe hold things out a little bit longer where it's just slightly choppier now. Um, very, I mean, I think you'd almost have to listen to him side by side to get mm -hmm. that. But, and I did, I listened to a bunch of songs back and yeah. forth just to kind of get that. And there was a little bit of that, but it's really pretty negligible. It's not anything crazy. I think when we said he was pretty much spot on Ozzy, I think it was not far from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I want, uh, another thing, um, at the, at the YMCA, there's a thing called uh, Rock City Boxing, and it's for Parkinson's, mm -hmm. people fighting Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And in that class, they have to do, like, shouting exercises and things like that oh, because yeah. your voice is really affected. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't Ozzy have Parkinson's? Wasn't that in the news? He's or fighting he's... a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about how it does yeah, affect your voice. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. yeah, the musculature in your cheeks and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if he's close to spot on in his seventies. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When we saw him, what was it two years ago? Something like that. He like, was running around stage. He was fantastic. And he just, you know, last week when he, or two weeks ago, he sang at that opening college football game. They showed all nine seconds of it, but in that nine seconds, he sounded fantastic live before they cut off and went to some Nimrods yammering about the game. So I can't believe that hasn't like shown up on YouTube, like the performance. Or has it? I, not I don't know. I haven't dug in to find it. I was just shocked that you have somebody like that as your halftime show on a major <laughs> game and you don't show the halftime show. That was yeah. weird. And it's Ozzy. Yeah. I guess um, if he was lip syncing and <laughs> and shaking his booty, he might have had uh, you know the full 10-minute time limit for him or something. Right. Uh, before we get out of this, we've touched on the lyrical content over the years, and I really I don't think he's you know gone too crazy either way with that i mean he's always sung about stuff like war especially nuclear war mm -hmm. um kind of evil or dark people i mean you've got alistair crowley jimmy swagger you know stuff mm -hmm. like that uh he sings a lot about himself being misunderstood by people and whatever um abuse of power he sings about you know, his, his own family stuff. I mean, and he's always done that. So I think he's got, you know, he doesn't really get too outside of his pocket lyrically, whether he's writing it or not. Yeah. Well, I think he found that niche. I mean, that group mm -hmm. of people who follow him to the end of time and yeah. he sits right there in it. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we went and loved it. I mean, I wish I could have seen him in the eighties and I didn't, um, but I'm thrilled that now I can say, yeah, I saw Ozzy live. That was, yeah. it was fantastic. And Zach Wilde was just on another level. So it was <laughs> so good. And he was right by me, like five feet. And I couldn't hear for three days. So <laughs> it was tough at work not being able to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know my, if my hearing was coming back. It was a very strange experience. Earplugs. What? Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> you're, you're at the age you need to at least take earplugs in your pocket and have them <laughs> whether you yeah. use them or not that's on you <laughs> i should have had them at that one i mean it, seriously we were like 10 feet from the speakers and he was standing on stage next to us it was it was painful how loud yeah. it was i would say that 
carrying earplugs for anything with as many dumb people as there are in the grocery shopping. Anything. <laughs> I just like, <clears throat> you know. Well, if I'm by myself in the grocery store, I have these on and I'm listening to a podcast or something. So smart, smart <laughs> <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> But I love yeah. the guy who has to have the conversation out loud while he's got the Bluetooth on. Oh, yeah. So everybody knows what big business deal he's making. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Important guy. Yelling at your phone. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, there was somebody that was FaceTime shopping with their friend, and they'd show him this, and it's like, <laughs> I had speaker. to do that. <laughs> I had to do that the other day. I, had, I went to Dan's Donuts, and I had to, yeah, I was trying to tell yeah. my wife, and she was like, just put it on the Put it on the camera. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta Scan, be scanning the yeah. case. Oh, yeah. I want one of those. Okay. <laughs> We've yeah. all been there. Tangible. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, that's it. Ozzy still has it. You heard it here first. Stamp of approval. <laughs> all right. Let's kick into some lyrics. I know. Uh, anything that, to get teabags back on the show, it would be lyrics, and yeah. um, and Pink Floyd. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like kind of a double up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how many did you guys come up with? Um, I have three of my own, and I have one that uh, I have a suggestion from my wife. Okay, fun. Um, let's get the um, suggestion out of the way, and let's make fun of her. All right, let's go. <laughs> I don't think you will. I, this is a pretty good one. Um, okay. So we were talking about it, and she immediately, like this, immediately came to her head. So apparently, it's one that you know has touched her over the years. Um, she chose uh, "Message in a Bottle" from the Police, okay. and the line "Love can mend your life, but love can break your heart." Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that song. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. She passes. Dang it! I wanted to make. I fun know. Of her. I know. I know. Cool. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Tony, how many do you have? I had five, and that was pared down from four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was all over the yeah. place too, but I, I could. Yeah, I, I got three that came to my mind real quick, and I'm like, I'm just gonna stop because I yeah. can just keep going. <laughs> Well, I think, I don't know if it's the exact same challenge, but what I sent you, Steve, on the screenshot was like, when you get down to one line, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a great like set of lines that make up a you know, part of a verse, but mm-hmm. out of context some of the ones that I thought I loved didn't sound so great out of context. <laughs> so can you give us an example of one where you thought the um, line was great, but out of context is weird. Well, there's one, uh, a Dermot Kennedy song where he says, uh, let me know when that fool is cleaning his gun. And so mm-hmm. leading up to it, you know, it was, it's great in the paragraph, but even Jen who loves that song, uh, said, yeah, that, that sounds kind of weak out, out of place. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, Dermot's out in November. So we will uh, be doing that on the show. Yeah. We'll see you in November, Tony. That's <laughs> right. You're back. Hopefully, hopefully sooner. Uh, <laughs> most of my uh, Sunday work is done now. So that's good. Sweet. All right. Well, Tony, you have five. I don't know how many I had the bunch, but um, do you want to go ahead and kick us off with one of yours? Sure. Um, while <laughs> we're talking about Dermot Kennedy, um, in the song Glory, he says, uh, I've learned that doves and ravens fly the same. And hmm. to me, that's like, you know, death and peace, you know. So, you really get all kinds one. of stuff from that. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah. That could you could interpret that several different ways. Yeah, but, which sometimes makes up a good line. That is definitely a good song. So that was one line though, right? Yeah. So that might be the only I don't one know. line that I have. I was gonna say all of mine are not one line. They're not even close to one line. Yeah. So. Well, the other all thing right. is, where do you call it a line? I mean, if it has a comma, <laughs> and so. But go yeah. ahead. What That's do you have true, to do? I guess. Um, Monday. Go ahead. Um, two of mine are pretty dark. Uh, so, but I mean, that's kind of where I was when I discovered these songs and they've always stuck with me. So, uh, the first one I will go with, I think I'm going to go, uh, so what for ministry. Yes. Uh, some really great lyrics. I love that song. Uh, the live version of so what on ministries was in case you didn't feel like showing up uh, mm -hmm. is one of the all time great live performances that were ever recorded. Um, so the line is, uh, I'm going to try to, I sort of earn the explicit tag here, but no F bombs, but, uh, <laughs> set sedatives supplied become laxatives. My eyes shit out lies. Mm -hmm. So what? <laughs> That's nice. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that is. <laughs> Oh wow! Was that uh, was that the mind is a terrible thing to taste? Uh, yes. Yeah, love that song. Mm -hmm. Great choice. That's a, that's a great record. Um, mm -hmm. okay, I'll go. This is going to make my daughter very happy. So, <clears throat> and I think this is so fitting with Pink Floyd and what we're doing tonight. But um, as you know, my daughter is a Bob Dylan uh, kid junkie. Like she's obsessed okay. over the top. But there is a song that I will agree with her is pure poetry. And even Dylan says that he could never write something like this again. It has 15 verses. They are all five or six lines that rhyme and a final line that does not. Um, and if you read them, they're pretty mesmerizing They're, I mean, it is absolutely uh, total poetry, but the, part that I picked was had to do a little bit with what animals is about. And um, so I'm going to, this is more than one line. So it's the verse here, but he says, while one who sings with his tongue on fire gargles in the rat race choir, been out of shape from society's pliers cares not to come up any higher, but rather get you down in the hole that he's in. And it had me thinking that, they both sing about these important topics and nothing ever changes. I mean, this is 1965. The other album is in what, 76. Mm -hmm. And since then, nothing has changed. We, you know, people with their tongue on fire get all drowned out. And then society's pliers, they shape people into this mold that we don't break ever. Yeah. Um, and it's just insane that we all see it. We know it. And somehow we're all the sheep. Mm-hmm. We are. Very I mean, essentially, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. And uh, there, you guys, if you haven't read the lyrics to the song, you really should. It's an amazing song. But there are 15 verses like this that um, are pretty incredible. So good stuff. Sounds like homework. <laughs> it, it does until you start reading it and you're like, oh, my God, this would yes. work. Remember we <laughs> talked about a poem or a song that would work without the music? Yes. This is one. There you Absolutely go. would work without the music. 
So, all right. T-Bet. Nice. Um, well, I was going to go with a different one. I'll come back to that. But since you said uh, a song that worked as a poem, I submitted some answers to you that time. Um, he called Bob Dylan astounding. <laughs> Must be documented. Nice. Um, it is. It is now. Yes. Um, but the uh, when I submitted that, I submitted one by Ani DeFranco called Gray. And uh, I pulled out some lyrics from that one. She says, uh, and I feel right at home in this stunning monochrome alone in my way. And it's one of those songs that's just like, if you feel like no one's getting you and you know, you know can't you can't do anything but just retreat back inside yourself, it's one of those songs. And I, I really like the putting stunning monochrome together because so, so many times that's just considered dull. Um, but it, it works when it matches your feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's a good one. So you had that for the yeah. other one. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Monday. I have one more from my uh, misspent youth here. Uh, <laughs> this will, You'll see a theme here of kind of where my head was at in the uh, early to mid-90s. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of stuck with me, but uh, I think we all grow and change over time, but this is all still in there. So uh, it's uh, Last from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, it's a look through these blackened eyes, you'll see 10,000 lies. And it's yeah. just, I think that speaks a lot to people have a perception of not only you, but how people project onto you, how you, they think you should feel or, you know, what, what they are presenting, how you see what they are presenting. And I think that speaks, this speaks to that quite a bit. Like it, look through my eyes and you'll see all the BS. So. Yeah. What BS yeah. are you talking about, Monday? We don't have time for all that. I know. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> we could start a sideshow or something here. <laughs> the Jeremy Money BS sideshow. Metalheads rants or something. <laughs> Fantastic. Is anybody writing these down? We should be writing these down for the liner notes. <laughs> you could probably call that show just Mean Old Man or something like that. Oh, mean Old What? Get. Mean get Old off, Man. Get off Metalheads yeah, lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll just uh, sit here with my pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You know I couldn't do... Uh, one of these without Neil Peart, right? That's just the way it goes. But I did try to come up with something out of the norm that a lot of people probably don't know unless they're rush heads. And it's the song called Resist. And the entire song is a, they're all uh, couplets of kind of uh, things that are opposites or they, uh, for instance, here are the, the lines that I chose. And I went more than one because I'm teabagging this one which nice. means I'm breaking the rules. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, all paradoxical. Uh, it says, I can learn to close my eyes to anything but injustice. I can learn to get along with all the things I don't know. You can surrender without a prayer, but never really pray without surrender. I like the notion that while we won't sit back for injustice, um, we can understand things that we don't know or don't necessarily agree with. We can live with those things. And then we have to sort of surrender ourselves 
um, to accept and pray and love and all that. That's so. good. What song was it from? It's called Resist. Every couplet is Paradox. So it's fun. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Tea bags. Um, okay. So um song by Tool called Reflection. He says, As full and bright as I am, this light is not my own, and a million light reflections pass over me. And that's that's part of the big tattoo I have on my back. It's part of uh, like the behind the scenes story of starting my business and um, just understanding that you got to get your ego out of the way because, you know, as, as bright as you're shining, it's probably coming from another source. And then it takes other people to even see that. So it's just a big triangle, you know, mixture of things. But um, yeah, as soon as you can learn that it, it's normally not coming from you, then the better off you are. You mean Very like cool. humility? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Being humble is yes. always a good thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't always feel great, but no. <laughs> but no. yeah, especially especially if you are humbled by something outside <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. Been there. <laughs> Tiny little specks. All right. Go ahead, Monday. Well, Tony, you know, you coming back, I feel like you stole my thunder a little bit because my <laughs> last one, my last one, I had to go with something I, I loved enough that I had also had a tattoo on myself. Okay. So <laughs> I have, it's hard to get in the camera, but this tattoo mm-hmm. on my forearm. Get Here, hold on real fast, Monday. Leave it there. Um, hold on. There you go. So it says, if love is a labor, I'll slave till the end. So that is a lyric from the song Swing Life Away by Rise Against. And it's just a real Rise Against, you know, they're kind of a kind of a punk band, kind of not. I don't know how to describe them, but um, they're most of their stuff is, you know, pretty angsty and heavy heavy guitars swing life away is uh i mean just acoustic guitars and um you know him singing away and uh, that's this line i mean the first time i heard it i was like what was that and yeah if love is a labor i'll slave till the end so for me that went back to my kids and that just made me think about them. So that's the tattoo. I have the lyric and then I have my kids' birthdays on the arm of the tattoo there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cool. I'd never heard that line and it sounds powerful. Right Highly away. recommend the song. The lyrics, all of the lyrics of that song are fantastic. But what that was it called one, again? Uh, Swing Life Away. Because he talks about like sitting on the porch and swinging life away. Oh, nice. It is, okay. It is a fantastic song. Yeah. We talked about it on the show one time, actually. I'm sure I brought it up before because I love them. It? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's that album's from like 2000. I know, but I think. I don't know. I know we've talked about it on the on the show before because it's a great song. I think we did the recent one, didn't we? The new one. Hmm. I think, I think we did we a did. recent one, and yeah. we both, and we went back and yeah. we talked about that song as one of the ones that was 
the killer went for us. And then yeah, that's when maybe. he whipped out the tattoo. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. now I get it. So, yeah. Steve, maybe you can get somebody from the research department to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, l- let me look at him real fast. <laughs> okay. He's on Got it. it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Good. We're on it. Yep. We should give yeah. him a name so it sounds official. <laughs> hey, Barney. You want to look that up for us? Barney. Go to the archives, please. Or you could you could just hire your daughter since she's usually with us. So we'll True. see if she responds right now. <laughs> Number one fan. We got to get her a shirt. <laughs> She'll make it. She'll make the <laughs> yeah. shirt. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure you guys should make that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said. <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan, period. Okay. All right. Okay. I wasn't sure um, for my third one here if I was going to be in an angry mood or not, so I won't go with the Slipknot lyric, although that's what I feel like a lot and I have to put it on sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will go with, I'll tell you what it is later. Um, Slipknot the... one, I'm, I'm just going to guess. It's, I mean, people equal shit. That's the. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the anthem. It's. Uh, it's surfacing. I'm just saying yeah. that line, people equal shit. Oh. That's, that's, <laughs> the, 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 this, that's a good line. This verse was, F it all, F this world, F everything that you stand for, don't belong, don't exist, don't give a shit, don't ever judge me. Because <laughs> sometimes little, I feel uh, like... I feel like that's a little nihilistic for your... When people trash Persona. trash you and your people on Facebook all of the time and you cannot respond because of your position, yeah. it really gets yeah. frustrating. Yeah, I can't imagine. So anyway, what I went it with instead was my favorite pumpkin song of all time. And the lyric was, no more promise, no more sorrow, no longer will I follow. Can anybody hear me? I just want to be me. <laughs> Very cool. So, I love that song. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That was my last one. All right. Anybody else have okay. more they want to share? I've got a couple more. I don't know. How, Monday, are you done? Yeah, I'm good. I have I have yeah. one more thing I can share, but go ahead, go. Okay. Um, well, obviously, this one means a lot to me, but um, if you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. I'm a genie in a bottle. You got to rub me the right way. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that's on the that's all-time gold. list. I mean, yes. you know. I mean, it works. But um, <laughs> now when we were talking about humility, and this is ironic because I have this one in here, song by Depeche Mode, he says, the worst kind of diseased mind is one filled with jealousy. And that hit me like at the peak of, I used to be super jealous. One of those guys like, what are you looking at when I'm with my girlfriend? You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, that hit me like sophomore year of college. And I, and I literally changed my mindset based on that song. It's, and I remember like, like it was yesterday, but like just being able to let go of that was pretty awesome. Okay, you said Depeche Mode. I, did you say the song title? Um, I can't remember if it. I don't think it's a Blue Dress. I don't know. I love them, but I don't. I don't recognize that line immediately. Yeah. Let me look it up. I can't remember. I think they it's are. Fire. They're one of my uh, bucket list bands. I would love to see them. Mm-hmm. I'm. Me too. I, I, it, but they do the kind of shows that I don't really love because they do huge like stadium shows. And, like, mm-hmm. But if I want to see them before they give it up, that's what I'm going to have to do, I guess. Well, if you go, I'll go because I want to see them. As yes, well. I would yeah. too. So 
Road trip. We're on the road. They don't, they, and they also don't come close to us. It would be like yeah. Kentucky, Chicago, Ohio, yeah, somewhere. Three-hour drives. We can do that uh, easy. Yeah. We've already yeah. done it. So it's it's the song. It doesn't matter. There you go. Yes. So you were speaking of jealousy. Yes. Okay. You ready for this? Here's, yes. Here's a line for you. I almost chose this earlier, and I did not. It says, "For them that must obey authority." that they do not respect in any degree, who despise their jobs, their destinies, speak jealously of them that are free. Mm. And then it goes on. It's so, yeah, that line's really good. Um, Yeah, because we all know that we work these jobs and make a living and we're doing just fine, but we all wish we were the person who could just live by doing what they love and... (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. So, anyway. I told our buddy Sean that owns the comic shop that if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to quit my job and just work for him. So, <laughs> when I retire, that's my plan. <laughs> yeah. And he's celebrating how many years now? I saw on 12. Facebook. Well, 12 years. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Congrats to him. <clears throat> okay. Are we ready for animals? Absolutely. You know what's yeah. really cool? Uh, before we get uh, started talking about this, as it came out recently, I noticed that people were uh, posting pictures from London of the factory as it looks now oh, from cool. different views and angles and everything. So that was kind of cool that, you know, that's quite old actually, but it's still there and still imposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some big uh, smokestacks in that picture for sure. Yeah. Now, when we saw him, we saw Roger Waters a couple of years ago in Louisville and they had the um, the stage was at the far end and the building jutted out across the entire arena and then it had a, huh. a blown up pig that was being flown around and it said Trump all over it and it was <laughs> just around the whole arena and it was um, I mean that was so cool that it just started coming out and it just took over the entire arena it was really neat huh yeah that's, awesome. I'm having a hard time picturing how the building worked, but that's cool. It was above, it was on the floor. I mean, it just went across like where the basketball or the hockey rink was, you know, and it went across and it was sort of hovering there, but it was pretty imposing and tall. It was neat. I don't know cool. if I took any pictures or not. If I do, I'll share them with you. Okay. So this uh, comment you just popped up here, <laughs> it says, we need to have Monday at least acknowledge Dylan's lyrics in this song. I will say for the record, and which I have said for many, many years, Bob Dylan is an amazing songwriter. He's a horrible singer. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Uh-oh, them sound like fighting words. <laughs> He's hard for me to listen to. I don't. Anybody that loves him, more power to him. I mean, I, I listen to people like I love people like Tom Petty, Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I like some weird voices. I can't get with Dylan. It's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leaves the second half off or, uh, yeah, that's great yeah. yeah you really should listen to that song though i think you you guys would dig that okay animals 2018 mm-hmm. it took four years for the two to finally agree on i guess it was the credits and the content of the credits and it took four what? years for this to yeah. finally come out because the two cannot get along wow wow yeah can I just say before we get into this? So sure. Pink Floyd is my all-time favorite band. Mm-hmm. This is my all-time favorite record of all time. Over Tool, Over Nine Inch Nails, 
this is it for me. But how frustrating to like, it was a cool thing. Sorry, it was a cool thing to find them back in the day, and they had a back catalog that I could dig into. And then they kind of just finished up with the the final cut. But then to know that the reason I would never see them again (laughs) together is just like internal conflict. And you know how real it is when you're when four it takes you four years to get through the liner notes and agree on it. It's just like I wonder what kind of music we might have had after that. That's insane. But, I cannot even yeah. imagine. It's like like I'm envisioning four years of lawyers because you know <laughs> they were involved. Absolutely. Four years of lawyers emailing <laughs> this stuff back and forth. And then being like, yeah. no, damn it. <laughs> like, oh my God. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ready to come out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, wow. It, it's such a shame. It's fun. like that succession of records in a row in such a short period of time. And then for it all just to fall apart is just, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, the wall came out afterwards and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I had cool neighbors when in the 70s that, moved into this house and uh, one of the guys became a doctor, but he was in college. He was at IU and he had this friend that came around all the time. And that's where I got all of my prog rock stuff from and, and Pink Floyd because that's what they liked it. And they were, you know, cool guys, you know, older and they, I probably drove them crazy and they probably couldn't stand me, but they were nice to me and, and shared their music with me. So that was cool. That's where I first encountered it. Uh, uh, any any music fan I think has a similar story to that. They have someone that was just a little bit older that you mm-hmm. thought was cool that kind of mm-hmm. you know started to curate your taste a little bit and introduce. Yep. Oh, if you like this, check this out. Have you heard these guys? You know, for me that was yeah. uh, I vividly remember. I mean, I was little, probably like six, six ish, seven ish. I remember being in my uncle's room his bedroom who he was like 14 15 years older than me and flipping through his crate he had a milk crate with records in it mm-hmm. and i would flip through it and i'm seeing like acdc def leopard quiet riot triumph like uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that so i mean everybody's got that that guy i think or person yeah, yeah. absolutely so i guess before we jump into this tony what makes this your favorite over Dark Side of the Moon, or The Wall, or Wish You Were Here. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, not that um, The Wall doesn't tell a story, but as far as, like, the planning, it's almost like a movie or a novel or anything that, like, they bookend it with Pigs on the Wing. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a story if you follow close enough, you know. Um, and like you said earlier, and I've always thought this, too, like, it just continues to be relevant, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. because the cycle never changes but then it dives all the way into um i love the lyrics i wish i could have pulled one out for this but it was just they're just too many meshed together and then there's sonically pink floyd's always done you know trying to be as perfect as they can by putting things in there so you know there's uh though i walk through the shallow the, the valley of the shadow of death that's all that's in here you know mm-hmm. sounds that are in here um so I think for the, for the time, especially for 1976, for it to be still so relevant, still so clear. I'm not even sure why they did a remix. Um, I don't know. It's just, it seems perfect to me. I can listen to it straight through and I can't do that with 
even some of my favorite albums that I still have aren't always a all the way through type of thing mm -hmm. these days. So anyway, I can go on and on, but that's that's the, no. that's the brief synopsis. Well, I'm glad I, you were here to go on and on because I've never been a huge Pink Floyd fan for whatever reason. They never grabbed me. And mm -hmm. I don't know, like I, when I felt like maybe I might give them a shot, it's like the catalog's a little intimidating. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't know, like I, I've never really gotten into them. So it's, they're just not my mm. band. Gotcha. Well, they I had me at concept record. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, yeah. you know, that's no different to me than like 2112. And the cool thing is, uh, like, you know, 2112 was uh, about the book Anthem, you know, kind of recreated mm -hmm. that. And this is so similar to Animal Farm. And we still teach that in our English department at school. Mm -hmm. We did the entire time I was there. We still teach it. The animals are pretty much the same that they use. Um, and you want to talk about things being the same. I mean, we're going back now to this book. And then we go here and it's still the same today. It's just True. this repeating thing that just you can't get out of the cycle ever. Um, and I think yeah. even worse, we dig down to support the dogs and the pigs. We mm -hmm. we go out of our way to make sure that they stay where they are because that's the way it should be, you know, and it's it's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's some sort of like weird structure that we feel like needs to continue, yet we want it to all crumble at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But and, and then uh, go ahead. The, go ahead. La the last thing I'll say about uh about all of that is like i also feel like according to several sources i guess like the wall was like presented to the band by roger waters alongside of i think maybe pros and cons of hitchhiking or something that he ended up doing solo but it feels like animals was a really deep collaborative effort and there was a lot of balance between roger waters and david gilmore and then obviously mm -hmm. you know the band supporting it but so even as much as i like the wall it from what I read, it was a little bit more one-sided as to how it was going to go. So I think this was a real big picture of how that band could work on that level. Yeah. I mean, when you listen to it, you're right, Tony. I listened to it from beginning to end because you want to get that whole context and, and feel what you're supposed to feel between the songs um, because they're, they're very different. I think when you listen to Sheep, if you just listen to it on your own, it wouldn't be the same unless you'd listen to dogs and pigs first, because it's a little lighter, it's a little different um, mm -hmm. than the other songs are and the tone, which I think, you know, you got to listen to the whole thing if you really want to catch that. So um, yeah. I thought that was good. And oddly enough, being a sheep, sheep's my favorite song out of those three. So yeah. not intentionally just sort of happened, but you know, keyboard work and that kind of stuff, I think was pretty on point in that one. Yeah, I agree. So do you guys have, I know Monday, you're not a huge fan, but do you guys have any context to like compare it between the two or did you listen uh, side by side? Yeah. So I actually did. I went like, I listened to, uh, you know, the first track on the original version and listened to the first track on the remix and kind of bounced back and forth like that. And mm -hmm. what, I, what I came up with really was, I mean, it, it, it's kind of subtle. It's kind of not. And uh, the difference in the covers of the albums, the 77 version and the 2018 remix, which came out this year, because, mm -hmm. you know, whatever reasons, okay. um, 
the difference in those covers is kind of like the perfect description for the differences in sound really i think it, you have there's progress on several different levels you can apply that several different ways uh whether it's good or bad in your opinion um uh the newer one uh, both the the album covers and the sound of these uh uh, the new one is clearer. It's a little crisper. Um, it's more developed. Uh, it's more sounds a little more modern, and that all of that. Uh, you look at the pictures, and it's the same thing. So, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where I landed on it. Like it, it, it's 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 the same. You're looking at the same image through you know time. And it's just, it, it's the same, but it's different in subtle and not so subtle ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, as big of a fan as I am, I didn't go that deep with that. And that makes total sense. Uh, I thought it was a cool, refreshing upgrade, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. I never thought of that. Yeah. I feel like the biggest differences for me, the vocals became more forefront. They were definitely out in front a little bit more. They were more pronounced. I think they just raised the levels on that a little bit. And then it's interesting because what I read in that review, it said that the guitar solos were thin. But I think on the remix, I don't know. I, they feel more full or deeper. And I don't know if it's because the bass below it has expanded a little bit or they've kind of upped the levels on that. But I think the guitar solos now feel a little bit more full than they did on the previous one. And um, the noises, like the dogs barking in the background, are definitely very prevalent. And so I put the speakers on with the noise mm -hmm. cancellation. And all the stuff going on in the background is so clear and awesome. And the different, oh, it's, it's pretty primo. I, I like that a lot. If I didn't yeah. have the headphones on and I was in my car and you've got all the other noises going on, the mm -hmm. differences weren't as profound. But with headphones on, it was clearly there. Yeah. I, I heard a little bit of that. Um, I think the drums sounded just, if I were to pick an instrument, the drums sounded a little bit more uh, like they had boosted those a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, what, what I would really be interested in hearing when you're talking about all this like kind of like placement and fidelity is I know I'm still getting a crammed down version of it when i'm streaming it through spotify you know even though it's clear i mean we live in an mm -hmm. age of technology where it's not like i'm listening to an old tape i found in the garage but <laughs> um but i would love to have the opportunity to go somewhere that is you know completely non-compressed set up to hear uh, that's kind of like a dream thing for mm -hmm. me i'd love to hear this album straight through in that way yeah, that would be amazing. And it would yeah. be awesome, too, to hear, um, and I didn't order it, but the vinyl version of it and see how that yes. sounds as well. Yeah, it's probably, you yeah. know, the warmth and everything would come out, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That's on my Christmas list. So hello. I'll, <laughs> I'll pass it around if you guys want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just <clears throat> weird that it's called a remix. That's not exactly how we... At least I would imagine Monday, especially with some of the bands we listen to, remix. You know, yeah. I really mean, hold that the the term remix. I mean, 
what they mean here is like they have literally changed the mix of the mm -hmm. levels of everything. Uh, I, you know, us being fans of industrial music, a remix typically means something very different. <laughs> you take <laughs> the song, strip, strip it down and completely recreate it into, you know, so it's yeah. almost unrecognizable. But of course that, yeah, that's not what this is. No. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's almost remastered. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I almost said that, but yeah, that's more of what I think of when I hear this kind of thing. Yeah, I guess they mix the levels, right? So they sure. can say it's yeah. remixed. Yeah, yeah. And as having it be my favorite album of all time, and having listened to it, I can't tell you how many times. You know, since the eighties, um, when the news broke that this was going to happen. I was nervous, you know, because either one, when I saw a remix, I was like, is it going to be like pigs featuring little Wayne or, <laughs> you know, and then even, even as I started reading articles and they were talking more about like bumping the levels in different places, you still don't know if it's going to change, you know, your favorite <clears throat> album. It's the, it's the whole, like, why don't, do we need to remake Goonies or is that just good enough? Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So, but I was pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. when I say I didn't hear a lot of it. That's probably a good thing for a, an uber fan to not be taken out of you know how you interpret the album when you hear it so but i just didn't what, know how how many people or what you guys heard in it yeah what you touched on there i mean that's fans of any band once when a band has been around long enough that they go back and start remixing and remastering their entire catalog that's always a fear and one of the big things uh that comes to my mind is megadeth because if you like those albums that I grew up with, when you go back and listen to the remasters, I I feel like Dave Mustaine has said he did not re-record stuff. But if you listen to the difference, there's there's no way. <laughs> it had there's to happen. No way he did not re-record some vocals and stuff like that. So yeah, right. you you just you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Uh, did you ever hear on a very tangent here, but did you ever hear Symphony of Destruction remixed by Trent Reznor? Oh, yeah. I have yeah. the uh, single that I think that is the okay. B side <laughs> of that. Do yeah. you want to explain Kassingle for the youngsters out there? It was <laughs> huge for us, but I don't think they get it. <laughs> we used to have these things called cassette tapes. And <laughs> they would put one song on one side. <laughs> Yeah, you have to drive to the store, buy it, put it in your wallet. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then get a pencil out <laughs> unraveled. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, yeah. I haven't heard the word "cassingle" in forever. Thank you, Mr. Yep. I either. Yeah. Pretty sure I still have it. Um. So all in all, though, I mean, well, I've we can go on wherever, however you want to from here. But what did you think of it, Monday? Since you're not a huge fan, and but you're forced to listen to the whole thing. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's not bad. Like I, I'm not a Pink Floyd fan because I think they're terrible. It's, it's just one of those bands, like I said, that just kind of passed me by. I didn't, you know, and then when I was ready to maybe dip my toe in, I'm like, Oh, there's a lot here. Like uh, it, it's, yep. there's a lot there. And like, I mean, just the presence of that band is huge. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, uh, the words escaping me, but uh, ubiquitous. That's what I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of. I mean, you know, Pink Floyd is Pink Floyd. So it's just yeah. kind of intimidating and just, you know, felt like I had 
better ways to spend my time, I guess. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you know, the stuff they play on the radio, like I always, I, I've not heard anything from them that I hate, but it, it just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. Next, you know? Yeah. It's just one of you know different bands connect for different people, and that this has just never been my band. So, but um, yeah, sure. but yeah, I mean it's it's really good. It, it was Steve said it was five songs, and I was like, oh cool. And then like the second song <laughs> is like seventeen minutes long, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yes. So listen. <laughs> yeah, five and, songs is a nice way to put. It. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean it, it it's it's good and like. You know, like you guys have said, like, the, I mean, the lyrics are just, whew, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. The more things change, <laughs> yeah. the more they more stay the same. same. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you know, these guys, like a lot of the artists from that time period, I mean, they saw it, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except cool. for the punk bands, they hated them, which is weird. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is so weird that they would because they're so almost anti-establishment. But punk people, I don't, you know, Johnny Rotten would wear a Pink Floyd shirt with some like mocking remark, and um, and they were coming out at the same time that Pink Floyd was doing all this. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, I don't feel like the. I mean, the sentiments are too terribly different there. Really, I mean, maybe it's just because they were on a major label, or you know, they actually got money to make albums or something like that they're in the the you know record industry machine they're part of that machine or something i don't i don't can't imagine what else it would be well one is very raw and one is very eloquent i guess one's definitely more polished but yeah (laughs) yeah they're saying the same thing yeah plus i mean john Johnny Rotten is uh, rotten. If, if he is your barometer for much of anything, <laughs> you might want to reevaluate some things. <laughs> he, he has proven over time that he's not a great person. So <laughs> that's no. a good point. Um, last thing I'll say about it, Steve, you got, you kind of started this off asking why I thought it was the perfect album. And what's interesting is it's not that I feel like any of these songs are my favorite song of all time. It's just collectively, you know, the art of how they put it together, how it all got made. Like, it's that's always been strange to me that I don't go to that album to pull out my favorite song of all time, but it's my favorite album of all time. I don't know if <laughs> you guys have anything like that, but no, I absolutely. And I'll say this so, what I love about Pink Floyd is that they put these ideas together in this amazing package. Like this one, the wall are just so cool. And when they perform them live, it's an experience, right? It's got a message. It's got this cool story. And that's also why I loved all that early Rush material that was all the concept records. I think that idea that you can be smart enough to put together all of these messages and things that work together and tell this complete story, but then go back and do it musically. So it's really interesting and cool. I love that. I mean, heck, we even did 21 Pilots on that one record that they was so cohesive and they put the hints and all that. I don't like 21 Pilots. I like that record because how clever, you know, and and Mm -hmm. they did something that I think was really interesting as musicians. The only thing that like separates, say, uh, Rush from Pink Floyd for me 
is I like the music of Rush better. I like um, the bass grooves and, and well, I guess the rhythm section because the drums too. It's not as heavy in guitar solos. I don't love guitar solos. Take Tool. I like Tool better than Pink Floyd as well because I like the music better even though they're kind of doing these long songs with these cool messages and, and amazing mm-hmm. lyrics. That's the only thing that keeps me from absolutely loving Pink Floyd. But if I go back and listen to a record like Animals, yeah. I can sit there and love it and enjoy it because what it says, how it says it, it's so ambitious. And mm-hmm. um, I, I get the message and it's so good. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. All right. Anybody out there still listening want to chime in why they <laughs> love or don't love Pink Floyd? Rush, <laughs> rush, blah, blah, blah. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We all have that band. We do. You know, I don't listen to him every day. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> I really don't. I haven't listened to him in a while, actually. I, okay, I lied. I listened to Resist once when I was doing the lyrics. But hey, that's it. I promise you. So, anyway. All right. I listen to Public Enemy more than anything right now. Almost every day, I think. So, it's just fitting me. All right. Anything else? Gentlemen, that is a complete show. Yes. I'm tapped out. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm just going to, I'm going to get a shameless plug in here real quick for the. uh, Do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah, Monday. I don't know if you're aware, but we're doing a, uh, uh, my company got a uh, art scholarship through the city. So we're putting on a live dinner theater. Oh, it's like, it's like different than, than how it's normally done. It's immersive. People are going to be challenged. Um, So, Anyway, if anyone is listening and interested, it's at events.4411creative.com. It's called Wakey Wakey. It's a small one-hour play done by a guy named Will Eno. So uh, that's happening in October. Very cool. Awesome. That is really cool. And um, T-Bags, I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. Are we going to see you next week? (laughs) I'm really hoping so. For me, as you as you guys know, it depends on how much stuff I have to edit because I have to work that in on the weekends. But right now, I've kept I've started to make it so that my schedule is being more free on Saturdays and Sundays to have some sort of peace of mind. So let's go with eighty five percent, and that's all I can say. It's important. It's important for you to carve out you time, but then spend some of that time with us. Yes. So you carve out. Well, this is stuff I love. I do love this stuff. So yeah, yeah. Talking about music, hanging out with friends. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, I hope to see you guys both next weekend, and I will do my best. If not, you need to be back in two weeks for Slipknot. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: next week, is there anything Neil Young related? Yes, we're doing Florida. Oh, now he's never. (laughs) Yeah. No. At this point, we are doing um, Billy Idol. The Cage, oh. new EP from Billy, which ought to be pretty fun. Yeah, and we're an going to be answering so. your challenge, Tony. See, it just tracked him into coming back to see that. You have to get okay. it. That's why okay. we have to be coming back. The, okay. the Billy Idol, it, it's an EP, so it shouldn't be very long. And I've I've seen the first video. I don't know if he's put out any more, but the first song that I heard was pretty good. So, Okay. And uh, oh, a person, that Meg Myers, who I listened to, she's mm-hmm. uh, she just opened up for Billy Idol. So... Very cool. Yeah, okay. All right. And we're also going to uh, be talking about Sandman issue number 17 with Calliope. We uh, kind of did away with that this week. We're definitely going to come back to that next week. 
And uh, gentlemen, where in the world can we find you if we want to find you on social media? Metalhead. Right there. Metalhead Monday on Instagram. Come say hi. Yeah. And then Teabags. Yeah. Where might we find you? Um, once in a while, I'm on the uh, Wanderings and Wool Gathering uh, Facebook page. So I'll check that if anybody wants to check in. All right. And look, look, look scrolling at the bottom, Tony. Yes. Go and there, there people. The 4411creative.com. <laughs> yes. He lives there. That is his place. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. And you can find me, Foggy's Pal, over there on Twitter or Instagram. I'm there quite a bit. So uh, give me a little shout out. Check in with me. Let's chat. Um, people yell at me a lot on there. I don't know. They don't like my comments, apparently. <laughs> it's what it is. Some guy asked me this weekend, what game are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I have a differing opinion. That's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. See you next week for episode 126. The guarantee is more Tea bags. Bye now. Yeah.